You are now tuned into the Wake the Flock Up Network. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Check out the Pentagon LA, a brand new retail space and recording studio in Glendale, California, bringing art, music, and culture to LA. Whether you in store or online, look out for the hottest trends in artist merchandise. Dope new art from local artists and photographers, and watch out for events and pop-ups from your favorite brands and artists. Follow us at the Pentagon LA or visit thepentagonla.com. Welcome back to the show. You are now listening and you're watching Wake the Flock Up with Concept 714. Shout out to the Hyphenate, Majestic Entertainment, who's doing our visuals at the moment. So shout out to them. Shout out to shout out to Pentagon LA for hosting us. Uh, we're becoming slowly becoming our LA our to go LA station where we produce the interviews out of. It's a lot of fun. It has a lot of good energy. So shout out to them. Make sure you guys come out. Um, ThePentagonLA.com and check them out. <clears throat> I'm sitting here with Tori Wolf. It's Hello. Really good. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? How's your day been so far? Because it's been kind of weird, the weather lately down here. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I was just noticing the sky looks really hazy, but it feels great. Yeah. It's hot. Did you see the blood moon yesterday? Yes. Yeah. I'm so into the moon. The whole I'm so into the moons and stars stuff, you know? It's, it's, so. it's funny that you say that. I want to ask you about that, but my daughter, who's three, I don't know where she goes, Daddy, Daddy, look, it's the moon. It's Whoa. the moon everywhere. Like everyone, they still, she'll look for it at night. Like a always or specifically yesterday. Like as of recently, in the last six months, when she's able, to like, like she's able, her personality is growing, so she's capturing more. Yeah, and she's like, oh, the moon's always up. So she goes, the moon, the moon, and she'll look for it in the daytime. So the cool. So tell me about why are we looking at the moon all the time? Uh, I'm just so I don't know. I just feel so drawn to it. I feel I feel its power. You know, mm-hmm. like around full moon time, new moon time feel crazy in the full moon the new moon is so inspiring to me because i just like setting intentions in the new moon and writing out a list and then like for your month's intentions so that when the full moon happens it's kind of like ought to be manifested by then it's like the cycle constant mm. cycle you know where do we pick this up i don't even know i'm just like yeah so into it like yeah. the crystals it's all like so it's so cliche but like it's like you know, we all find each other. Like, I'll meet people and friends who are also into this stuff, and it's like, forget it. We could just talk about, like, yeah. crystals and the moon all day. Sure. Okay. Zodiac, you know? Yeah. So how, how far, how, how deep into it would you say? You're like, does, is it like a way of life for you now? It is. I mean, but, you know, just like anything, like, there's always some someone who's so knowledgeable about it, like, so it, it would be hard for me to say, like, yeah, like, you know, really like, totally, into it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I just feel it. You know, yeah. same with music. Honestly, it's like how you do anything is how you do everything. It's like, for me, I, I'm all based on feel. It's not mm. like the theory behind it mm-hmm. or like the knowledge. I'm like, whatever is like, I'm pulled towards, you know, it's yeah. just flow. <clears throat> I want to sound really corny. It's going to sound really uh, conceited also, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm awesome. No, uh, <laughs> 
the, the, it's, uh, the one thing that I picked up with sitting with artists is that, um, and I'll include myself because I'm, I, so people tell me like, you know, the interviews, bro, like they're really dope. It's like I'm listening to like a track, right? And I'm like, dude, I'm composing an interview and then I'm presenting it to you in the best way that I feel it should mm-hmm. be presented, right? So it's my artistic vision. So when I put it out, it's as much stressful for me as an album, as a track. As right. I'm sitting there, what sounds good? What doesn't? What can I cut? What, when can I, you know, that kind of stuff. So I suffer from the same uh, kind of experiences and things that like artists suffer from. Yeah. Like I know that you said in one of your interviews you uh, have amnesia. And it's just like, your, your, right? Or oh, not amnesia, I'm sorry. You, you like can't insomnia? Sleep. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. That's just your brain saying yeah, I need to. Yeah, going, right? going, go. Same thing, right? <laughs> same purpose. Same yeah. Thing. And the one thing I've noticed is that uh, artists are have that one thing in common where it's a lot of feelings. It's not just like. Yeah. The tr- like facts or the truth or the way it's like right. well I feel this way so that I'm gonna express it this way yeah you know and uh, being attached to something like the moon yeah. something where you don't have any control over it and it's just right. it just is and it's bigger than you it's just that's like almost like a reflection on music right yeah it's just trusting like tapping into that current you know yeah like I don't know every there's such a pattern in every single thing you know it's like you can look to the moon for that answer too or like a strong current in the ocean Mm -hmm. you know you're like floating in the ocean or you're like in the current you could like feel that energy like take you when you're in it when you're on you know locked in the pockets yeah it's like the same thing with the moon i could like feel the different energy flow throughout the month based on like the position of everything so was last night like special to you like did you feel any essence well i just feel the intensity of it like and then when i read about what it's what it means or educate me well like this moon not only is it a blood moon a super moon and a blue moon the blue moon happens so it was a blood moon a blue moon and a super moon all simultaneously which hasn't happened i don't think in like 37 years wow but right before this interview Someone point out. Yeah. I'm not, look, I'm no, not. I know it. I'm just saying it. Well, that's what I'm, I'm saying. This I'm is part of it. It's like, <laughs> like, uh, you know, success and abundance. And it, yeah. it's representative of that feeling of just like knowing what you want and just getting it. Like being, like getting after it. Mm. Making it come alive, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Which feels really good. Yeah, I bet. You know? You, you are like, like, okay, we'll skip a little bit. We'll skip it because uh, uh, I think it's proper. It, it fits the energy. Uh you work with DJ Premier yeah. for your newest album. Mm-hmm. Right? Talk to me a little bit about that because I think it coincides with all that. Yeah. Um, well, we're definitely like, uh, I don't know, we're definitely meant to meet here on this planet yeah. and this time around yeah, because I, yeah. our energy, like, you would never think to put us together necessarily. And I realized that a lot more when we would go on tour because, unfortunately, you know, people treat him differently in a sense if they don't know who he is necessarily like based on like appearance people will just judge like who you are and what you are or how much money you have or like what you're worth you know what I mean and like in a lot of different countries one of the sad parts for me to realize was like him and I would walk together and be places and people would just never a never assume that we were together like traveling and touring or doing anything they would treat us differently and some people would treat him in ways that it like shocked me. Like we were in like some archaic time, you know, just based on his appearance. And he would just bring it up straight up and be like, see that, see that, you know? And I was like, like, wow, like shocked. Like for example, on an airplane, like a little hopper in Germany somewhere, he was, everyone is on their phone 
as usual. Sure. And he's on his phone, like, and they're like, turn it off, you know, airplane mode, airplane mode. And this, the um, flight attendant just kept coming over to him specifically and was like, sir, like, get off of your Instagram, you know? And it was like, whoa, like, it, they, she was singling him out. First like, of all, I'm Tweety. <laughs> First of all, I am Tweety. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Seriously, though, it was, there, it was like an emotional Can moment. Can you imagine? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm imagining a DJ Premier Snapchatting. Yeah, I don't totally. know if he has one, but I would definitely <laughs> want to follow him now. Oh, he's the best on socials. He's just so raw. Like, he doesn't know how to be inauthentic, I would say. Like, he is just so He himself. always has been. Even during, yeah. you know, God bless. Uh, Any time I heard him with Guru, like, it, it was, he was, first, he's funny. He's like yeah. funny. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> right? Yeah. But uh, he's always been like, he had a skit where he goes like, "Everyone's mad at us because we're sampling." Oh, fuck you guys! Yeah. Like you, that kind. Of, I'm like, oh, oh did you? He is. And he still maintained to have this like amazing rapport with the world. I feel like nobody is like, "Oh, that guy." You know, I've never every single person I've seen or talked to, like they all have such a the utmost respect for him because he's like he's just real. Like he's not not like hostile or rude. It's mm-hmm. just raw. Like you know. So when I let, let me uh, please continue that story because so so he pointed at look this is how like he would just you know be like like you see that like you know what I mean like or when we would go to like that um, lounge you know see fly so much it's like you get these privileges from like traveling so much you sure. could sit in these like luxurious lounges yeah. and eat all the cold cuts you want and like the way they'll be like sir you know excuse me sir like stop him you know to make sure that he's you know and he's like see that you know and it's really it was emotional because it's like yeah i do see that like i don't look at him like we don't like look at each other based on like what what we look like i feel like i mean i'm not gonna speak for him but i just feel like we have a soul connection and that is same with the music and the creation and like just talking and connecting it's like it's not about like like our age or our the connection you two have it not physical and i don't mean it's physical the attraction's not there like oh He's interesting. It's like you think it's more emotional. Yeah, like it transcends any like earth business. Cool. You know what I mean? I like that. I like that. And it's I'm thinking about it now, and I'm imagining because I know DJ Premier. I've never met him. Not yet. I haven't. You know, but DJ Premier is godlike in hip hop, right? He's yeah. like the tears and like everyone's judged on him, and he's always top two. So in in one place he'll get praised. Mm. He'll walk in. He's a god. Like yo, dude, that's DJ Premier. You're yeah. almost scared to talk to him. I, right. can, I can imagine. And then in other circles, he's a complete stranger to them and he right. gets treated in such a, a I, I, I've never even imagined that happening to somebody like I know. Deidre Premier. That's insane. To but think it's so that. cool in a sense because like in a lot of times I feel like those are his favorite times, you know, because he's just like, mm. he's Christopher, mm. you know, and it's like, okay, you know, and he's like the amazing dad that he is. Like it brings, it shines more light on like different, like he is not, just like what he's created and that's like a struggle i think personally i feel like as an artist where people treat you like you are an artist or Mm -hmm. like you're a person like you are either your creations Mm -hmm. or like you're a soul and like to me like creations are more like sweat coming out of my skin like you know like different scents that we have like body odor things like that like Mm -hmm. it's like excrement it's like coming out of my body it's not like doesn't like define like my soul in the inside it's like what's coming like Mm -hmm. what's happening Mm -hmm. you know and, like, depending on how people view you and, like, the way they get to know you, they treat you in different ways. Like, oh, he did this. Like, like, can you describe yourself without saying, like, what you did, you know? For a living? Yeah. Like, to someone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a dude. Like, 
it, it's so like I've been asked that before. Like, you'll describe what you without what you do for a living, right? Or who like, you know, or what you've done. Yeah. Or, like it's natural, especially in this mm. industry, but like mostly like this city's. You know, mm-hmm. it's like oh, like you do know, you what feel do you do? that maybe you also are discriminated in some fashion? Spe- okay, because here's the thing. So it's like, oh, did you premium an album, but it's not hip hop? Mm-hmm. What is it? Oh, I tough. think I think I think that's what the. For me, it wasn't particularly okay. Well, he has done other stuff besides hip hop. Mm. Christina, he, he's worked with other artists, but this is like solely dedicated, also with an artist that you don't know yet. Yeah, right. And totally. I think I, so. I was wondering from your perspective, how does it how does it feel, and how does how do you view that happening, um, and why does it work so well? Yeah. Well, honestly, it's like just like I said, like with patterns like that, it goes back to like even like a Romeo and Juliet concept or like west side story where like people the the strength and the beauty in that in those stories and the concept is like the love itself and have it having nothing to do with like class system or like what you should and shouldn't do like the reason it feels so good for both of us to share what we create and Mm. continue to create is that like the love is there on the inside you know which is so important i think without our connection and like our passion for what we're doing everything else would you know crumble yeah know what i mean you know and your passions happen to go well together yeah right but uh now let let me ask you something uh just fanboy right right (laughs) because i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie like like uh uh, i have i've been talking to premieres people for about two years right and i think it's better that i didn't get them two years ago yeah and hopefully this year or next year because the levels will coincide. Yeah. It'll make sense for both of us, right? Uh-huh. At that point, it, I think it was it might have been them being like, sure, we'll do you the solid and have them on. Right. When now it's like, well, look, we've accomplished stuff. It's not like yeah. there's no reason for him to deal with it. It's obvious, you know. But definitely a fan. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Always a fan first. I can't I can't imagine like, uh, hey, yeah, you know, someone wants to work with you. Oh, yeah, who is it? It's DJ Premier. Yeah. Oh, what, did, what was that phone call like for you? Mm-hmm. Well, it was more like our manager, you know, we have the same manager, mm-hmm. and Ian Schwartzman, and he, his mind works in, like, different kinds of ways, you Mysterious know what I mean? Ways. Yeah, like, he <laughs> he sees things, like, sure. you know what I mean? And so, like, he, in his mind, like, yeah. it was already, like, he's such, like, a gardener of, like, and he's, like, planting seeds mm-hmm. constantly, you know what I mean? And that's why TTT, the label, yeah. to the top, it's, like a salad of all these things, of mm. all of these things that he's been like harvesting for so long. And in his mind, he thought, you know, I think I should try and get DJ Premier and Tori Wolf together and see what they cook up, you right, know? Right, right, right. And for both of us, we're both just like in such different lanes and like doing different things at the time that it was kind of like, yeah, okay, when there's time, like, let's do that. You know, we met a few times and we're friends and it's like, we definitely vibed right off the right off the bat and i know for preem now like if it's all based on a vibe for him like if he doesn't like i've heard that repeatedly yeah like yeah. if he doesn't vibe with you then it's like you know and i mean he's not a hard guy to vibe with either but at the same time like he knows what he likes yeah. he knows what he doesn't like mm-hmm. and it's not to say that there's anything wrong if he doesn't like it it's just how he rolls you know and so when there was time you know like we made time mm-hmm. and got in and it happened so quickly, like, as soon as we started, you know? So that was cool. And in his mind, he was excited, I think, too. It was, like, a refreshing moment to be like, I'm going to try and go as left as I can. Mm-hmm. And, like, so did I, really. Yeah. 
and still try and still deliver premieres, still deliver tours. Yeah, yeah. Through these different, which I think is why it's so. Ex- like the one thing that I was that I noticed while listening to your album is I want to hear what the next song is going to sound like. Yeah, because I'm listening to the first one. And I'm like, oh shit, what is? It? And then the whole time I'm like, I can't. Like it makes sense. Yeah. Every single one of these tracks makes sense and is done perfectly. And if you said, "Oh, this is premiere," I'd be like, "Yeah, it sounds like premiere." Yeah, this is excellent. Even though it's not a hip hop per se, right? Even though very influenced in it, right? Yeah. Was that your style at all? Or did you have to adapt a lot? To mm, it wasn't even like a. I definitely feel like a chameleon type of person, mm-hmm. but more than that, it was like. Like what I was coming from was a lot, a lot more of like a minimal, raw, organic type of sound, but more like Portishead vibes, you know, mm-hmm. like and like your yeah right? love. Oh my god! So it actually was fitting in a lot of ways because I loved like the scratch, like I love the like the the hip hop beats, but like tranquil, you know, yeah. and like really the melod like the melodic like vibes. But I also have a lot more of like a grit, like primal energy that I mm-hmm. want to like rip out too. So yeah. it was kind of. He's just like just got that, you know, dirty like boom bap nasty, yeah. you know. So it wasn't like out of my comfort zone by any means, but I was definitely you know like walking in. We're like, okay, what are we gonna do? What yeah. are we even gonna do? Because right, we right, just right. sat down and he, you know, Preem's just like building, building, right there, and I was writing, and then I would go in the booth, and then like that was it. You know what I mean? Just, just like it would work with the, any MC that he's vibed with before. Yeah, you think? Yeah. yeah, it's different for him with a lot of, like. A lot of MCs or singers, like they all are very particular, you know. Yeah. As he is, he's particular as well. But the way that we worked was definitely like pretty fluid. Like he would come up with a loop, yeah. give it to me, and then I would probably like be up all night and just come up with something in my mm-hmm. garage band, and then like send it back to him and he'd be like, "Okay, let's do this." Mm-hmm. But then over time, like if it was really hot and I felt it like really extra, like right there, I would be like, "Let's go!" I just write and just jump in. Yeah. And in most cases. He likes just one take, like, vocally. You know, whereas, like, I think I'm used to more, like, taking my time in different sections, like, or harmonizing, stuff like that. He's like, no, go. Like, it's more like like that live one take. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I could probably hit that better. And he's like, no, I'm the producer. Uh, I'll tell you. Trust what, me on this yeah. one. Trust me on this one. It's not a bad person to trust, especially yeah. with his track record coming out. Mm. Uh, wh- let me ask you this. Have you seen any negative response to the record oh yeah i mean there's so and many different responses of it is it Was any it? of it legit was any of it like you said whoa okay that's a legitimate or is it all been really like we this is not what we're used to so we're not even going to accept it as a possibility of it being good yeah which i think people do a lot of, with music a lot like yeah Yo, well i don't know what the, no, 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 no. well it's been really like i mean thinking about it it's like putting this out into the hip-hop world it's like how it'll be received is going to be interesting. You know what I mean? Because you knew that's hip-hop. where it was going to live. Yeah. Though, right? Well, I knew at least I didn't, we didn't really, we're kind of like going with it. You know what I mean? Just like no plan necessarily of like attack, just more like let's create and release, you mm-hmm. know? And, and of course like touring and stuff like that, it's like Preem's uh, fan base or like Preem's people are hip hop heads. You know what I mean? So, it's different it's really different and yeah. i and i was going into not expecting people to be like oh you know this is dope or like i want to buy this and like listen to this or just to get to know a different side of preem even you know what i mean and that's right. exciting yeah. that's exciting to be a part of to like create space for him to explore a different side of himself creatively as well 
you know? Yeah, absolutely. He found a great outlet hooking up with you. That's Yeah, it's cool. Absolutely. I got to see a side of Prem like you're saying, oh, okay, this is dope. He has he has this depth to him that's not always represented because he'll sell it to dilate it or Buster Rhymes to sell him a beat. And Buster Rhymes is going to make it a Buster Rhymes song. Right. Right? But in this case, it was like, whoa, like the layers of premiere. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he's there. Yeah. He was present during the song. But it also let you shine. Right. And the way you're delivering it with a lot of pain, mm. I got to say. Yeah. Uh, so that's very clear, though. And and I was just wondering how far you take that. Like, what do you allow to be on those records? Are you pretty much Well, I think I was or? a little bit more, like, uh, prude before. Before premiere? Yeah, like, this through part? this project, uh-huh. I've definitely, like, uh, stepped out. Like, or gone deeper into the cellar. You know, mm. instead of scratching the surface with things, it's like, mm, like the last record we just did recently that's going to be coming out on February 8th. It's called Silent Crow. Mm-hmm. And it's like dark, you know, mm-hmm. but just in a way where I'm not like really holding back, you know what I mean? And even in the way that I'm singing it, you could like feel, I could feel the difference mm-hmm. in like how much I've evolved through working with Preem, you know, you have to probably cram a lot of stuff in that one album for premiere, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> well, that's just like always what it feels like. I feel like there's like so much to to like to get out, you know. Yeah. In my 
Music obviously is a way you do, it, but is it is that your main way? Do you have other ways for listening? Like, are you, do you also paint? Is there other stuff? Yeah, you do? Like, definitely. Yeah, I paint and draw and do all those things. The dark, like the, I don't know if that's as yeah, the dark passenger. Yeah, which I mean, exp- expresses itself more through music than anything else. Through music, through singing, for oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I do this other thing that's been really cool lately around LA. Like, I call it sound and touch. So I sing and layer my vocals mostly and yeah. like it's not really words it's like kind of feeling or emotion you know yeah and i have um my dear friend with me amber lee and she goes around and like touches people on the floor while they're laying with like pressure like different like it's kind of like massage you know sure but willing participants Willing, right? it's not willing like only random she's not walking a bus stop <laughs> no whatever. okay they come and it's it's like the it's vibes because that you know? would be a real artistic piece if you just like walk up to strangers and be like Yo. yeah no no pressure no. point no okay. it's like really nice those people are just laying on the floor and it's just like that's a really nice outlet too that's more angelic and not it's more in the light than the dark for mm. sure but all encompassing you know it's just uh like when i hear the songs i'm reminded of like um kind of the stuff that we all feel right? and then you're able to express it in a way that makes me want to hear what else you have to say which i find cool. really fascinating because a lot of artists like i don't know if i want to dig any deeper into what little wayne's mindset is like i don't <laughs> like the wayne give me this because uh, i got a feeling there's dark right. like i don't want to dig deep into that stuff. yeah yeah but with you i was like yo like she's laying it out there and i want to hear some more of this so cool right so w- let me ask you this let, go back a little bit the premiere uh, did you have a project before that or an album before that yeah um not a full album that i released or like w- the project i was working on i called it wolf prize mm-hmm. and i had two girls with me who one um, playing the synth bass and then another girl playing um, the electric guitar. And both of them, you know, very talented, very like feel-based, emotional players, you know. So it was yeah. perfect, very yeah. minimal and, you know, similar in a lot of ways, but just different production. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. Um, How long were you with that group? Well, I had them with me maybe, I don't know, I have no concept of time, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> It's not something you adhere to. Three years, maybe. In my mortal days, it'd be it'd be three years. <laughs> Seriously, I, it's really like a hard thing for me. Thirty I, of your mortal <laughs> years, like I. No, I, I'm I'm sorry, but I was I'm watching Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And the way that they're talking to each other about the simplest things is like poetry, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yo, it would take me way too long to explain. Like a recipe. I love that. Right. I'm so into that. Yeah. Forget it. You must get the the thorn of. Burden and yeah. go to the force like dude yeah you're on. like on with it oh okay i'm sorry i'm sorry lord of the rings is in my head still continue please. um yeah so that's definitely like the raw stuff that i would make like on my own you know what i mean yeah but now venturing into i've been working with mike zombie a lot um do you know him yeah i don't know mike zombie He's really dope. That's like, tight. he's like a little baby genius head. <laughs> I just can't believe it. Yeah. And it's so effortless for him. He's like, uh-huh. um, so techie. Yeah. And I don't know. But anyway, we've been performing out around here. Like, same thing. Like, it's just like the faucet on. We mm-hmm. just recently got together, like, in creating and uh, 
just have like eight eight records now. Is that the next Unreleased. project? You coming out with? Yeah, I mean, I'm just I don't know. Like I'm working with Premiere too. Like so, I'm just gonna put out like a few singles if they're ready. You know? Yeah. It's like it's so hard to know in this in this business right now. Like what, like the way that music is the most like well received. It's it's like as a single, like mm. albums, like full length albums. It's like. What makes sense? I mean, yeah. people don't really seem to like have any desire or interest in like a full-length album anymore. I've heard that so many times that artists tell me like, "Dude, there's no point in me making the album if you people only listen to eight songs and feel four of them." Like, yo, you, it's a lot of investment in time where I could just it drop is. projects, more promotional, that yeah. kind of stuff. You know, like a single can go a long way. I would say, like, whereas like with an album, you know, like you could like drop a single and make a video for it and yeah. like circulate it and do all these you know different things and like that's exciting to me because. I would really love, like, it's like a baby, you know? Like, I want to get, I want that baby to live, like, mm -hmm. in full. Not mm. just, like, have, like, one baby and then, like, the rest of, like, the children just, like, hiding. You're, you're looking at it from an uncorrupted uh, artist mind still. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's all it is. Wait till you get to it. It's like, well, we need three singles every month because that's where no, the YouTube money is. I definitely They're, have had those feelings yeah. creep and it's yeah. like, whoa, you know. So how do we fight it? What do we do to keep us Tory Wolf? Well, I feel really grateful to be working with the people I'm working with because creative control is still there for me. Mm -hmm. And that is something that definitely gets taken, I think, in a lot of situations where people don't really have the the final call, the mm -hmm. final call on, on things or like, I'm so excited. We're going to be cutting a video for this song, Silent Crow, that's coming out. And it's just like I came up with this whole concept and it's like amazing to see it come to life mm -hmm. you know with people who know how to do the stuff that i don't you know like the video stuff and did you find it hard to trust other people with your art oh yeah endlessly still do i mean but i barely i mean sometimes it's hard to trust myself with it you know mm. so it's so true oh my god that is <laughs> <laughs> so you really yeah. just gotta go like my dad said something to me when i was younger about I think it was like when I was only really drawing like when I was younger and I, I think it was like a thing where I like I was like frustrated with what I made and I was like forget it you know like Ugh. and he's like no like you know how many people never get get out of the basement like they don't they figuratively speaking like get out of the garage you know like you make and make and make and create and create and you sit on it and you like critique it and you're so crazy about it but it's like just let it go you know just let it go like release it. You don't have to throw it out. It doesn't have to be the best and only thing you ever do. And I think that that piece of advice when I was younger has really helped me like just move through everything and not be like crazy about like, well, this isn't perfect. You know, it was like you meet a lot of people who are really like perfectionists in what they're creating. And I mean, for what? I'm not sure. Mm. I think some people have the luxury to be perfectionists yeah. that I, a lot of people don't have. Like as artists coming up doing a thing, you don't have that luxury to be like, yeah. no, 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 no. Let me, no, you need to put it out there and you learn from whatever you put out. Right. Oh, did I put it out correctly? Maybe I should wait at the end of the month instead of the first of the month. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff is the only thing you're going to learn by just putting out product. Right. It's like a curse to have that luxury, I would say, because it's like similar to. Then you have Kanye, right? <laughs> That's that. And then you have the Kanye, which is like, yo, dude, your brain's so heavy. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to just calm down and yeah. start putting them out. Just Remember putting that? them out. Yeah. Is it's like, I don't know. It's like dating too, you know? Like you want to like explore yourself and like meet different people. It doesn't mean like you have to like only marry that one person, be with them forever. You mm -hmm. know, it's like yeah. have some experience and like it doesn't have to be perfect, you know? And it's going to create, it's going to get you closer to knowing what you want 
you know. You, you learn like, from imperfection. Right. You learn from your mistakes, obviously. That's just repeated over again. Yeah. Is it hard for Tori Wolf to date, though? <laughs> now, that we're, now that we're on the subject. Internally, <laughs> like, yes, for me, yeah. I yeah. definitely don't have, like, the... I mean, I definitely love to connect with other human beings. Mm -hmm. um, it seems to me like Tori Wolf is more, you're, you're advanced, you're way advanced, man. So you're, like, <laughs> you're like, well, there's dating ritual you humans got going on. I don't know if I'm <laughs> with it. Okay. It's tough. It's really tough. <laughs> it is the dumbest thing. It is, it is really dumb. Look, I thought about this and I'm like, yo, if I'm, well, let's go eat. That's, your, that's a date, right? You go eat in front of another person. Yeah. Which is weird to <laughs> consume food in front of like this is uh, this is what we're gonna do uh, on this date. We're gonna and then you don't really eat. Right? No, you don't eat. That's like the most fun thing. I mean, I've worked in the service industry for a while yeah. too, and it's so fun to like guess like what level or like what date these people are on, like what level they're at <laughs> yeah. based on like their consumption or like just their body language and oh. It's so funny, especially yeah. with Tinder. You can it. read it, right? Because the, the, the guy's leaning in a little closer. Yeah. So that's like the second date. Yeah. Know? He's already been there. They already got... They're kind totally. Of, yeah. What, do you, what does Tori Wolf order for on her first date? Oh, man. I don't know. You know what? I'm just... I, I'm at a point for sure where like... I'm just going in. Like, I'm not going to like... Ribs, around. the steak, right. give I'm the lobster. I'm not going to like nibble <laughs> around. <laughs> Forget it. Yeah, so you know, we don't have any like dietary restrictions, do we? Nah. I mean, I go through waves of like cutting things out and like being really strict about certain things, but you know, it always comes back to So meat eater, vegetable eater, all that yeah, good stuff. Yeah, like okay. I mean, I don't ideally I would love to like not have animal products probably, you know, but at the same time Steak like is good. my body like wants it. Carnitas are good, so, yeah. right? So it's just not And how? <laughs> So, you know. You're from Long Island. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Okay. Mm -hmm. When did you migrate down to the West Coast? Um, out of high school, 17. I just booked it across. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I lived in San Diego, actually, for a decade. That's a big change. Yeah. Right? It needed to happen, for sure. I was, like, in a dark place. I was doing drugs. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, mm -hmm. really unhappy there. And my girlfriend at the time, she was like, I'm she was older than me and she was like i'm going mm -hmm. like you come with me or not and i was like oh, i'm out of here you know <laughs> what do you go. mean you're going <laughs> you know and yeah. i had no interest in this like sun or like the beach like ugh, you know yeah no doubt but i just lived in san diego and like straight just posted up like in the house it's uh -huh. like i'm here you yeah. know and what did you learn in that experience because that's young 17 is young to be like yo i'm out yeah. And then you said you were with your girlfriend, right? Yeah. Did, was it like, oh, I'll ride, like a, like a, I'll ride with you to the end type of thing? Or were you thinking about In yourself? My oh, I'm so extreme. Forget it. Of course. Okay. I was like, this person is yeah. my everything, you know? Yeah. So lame. Like, yeah. <laughs> needed to pull it together. Sure. Thank God I did it, though, because, you know, I really needed to, like, start living and mm. not doing drugs. I mean, a lot of my friends that I left you know are not here anymore you mm, know what i mean like tough. lost a lot of friends to to drugs bad so yeah um i'm grateful i'm like so grateful it's definitely meant to happen that way and i found myself in so many ways like you know her and i were not out or open or anything we were just like best friends and so we went our separate ways we came out you know that i heard that term like uh you can't bring sand to the beach which I really do feel like it's like a really good thing to keep in mind there. You know, it's true. <laughs> well, you said she was older than you. 
Yeah, a little bit. What was her motivation? Honestly, I'm going to get it on you. But what was motivation to move across Well, she's like California through and through. Like, not, she's from Long Island as well. But, you know, she's one of those where it's like... She was born in the wrong place. Oh, like I she's see. like yeah. sun soaking, beach babe, whatever. And you saw an exit, and you were like, "I'm going." I did. I'm yeah, take. I was. So like, this is great. Uh, you you talked about your dad. Uh, his mom. You also have your mom and dad. Yeah. Up in the picture. Are mm-hmm. they still together? They're still together. They're still. They're living living the life. They're both retired. They're like just being cute. Brothers and sisters. I have a younger brother. What does he think about Tory Wolf being Tory Wolf? Well, he's he's into hip hop. He's a producer. Yeah. He's so talented. Like he's five years younger than me, but like we're very different, but very similar in a lot of ways. And he he crushes it. Like he writes so much, and um, so he's pumped. Like I feel like he's pumped to see me do. Like he's inspired, you know, which is exciting to see him feel. Like excited to hear about like what I've been doing and stuff, and he looks at it I think as like something that he wants to do also. Mm-hmm. You know, did your parents have any like ambitions for you to be something or be anything else? Because being an artist, you got to tell your parents like this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, <laughs> and then it sounds ridiculous because it's 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 fucking impossible, right? Yeah, it's like I'm going to write songs and I'm going to get paid for it. And yeah, I'm going to make a living off of it. Yeah, and then parents are like, no, 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 no. Listen, yeah. you need to do school. You need to. Do... Did they have any ambitions for you? before you left home well they're really dope parents like i have to say because they never really pushed anything <clears throat> on us which i think they regret a little bit i know they're proud of us both but i think they they do kind of wish that we did some like had a little bit more of like a drive to be more like normie which i certainly don't my brother is a little bit more normie yeah more normal-ish. <clears throat> yeah like the way his brain works he's very like you know Money driven career, like you know, he like. Sure. I'm yeah. like. Feelings. Yeah. Feelings. <laughs> I feel everything. Um, Tori, we all feel shit. Can you go to sleep, please? That's your, um, it's your dad yelling at you. But yeah, they never really pushed. You know, they weren't too like intense about like religion or like rules of like what life should or should not be like. So that. That was really inspiring in the sense that, like, it left a lot of space for me to, like, find out what I wanted, you know? Mm-hmm. So when it happened, when it was like, okay, yeah. When, when I mean, it, I mean, when the moment that you knew, okay, it, it was proven that this was the path you're going to take down life. The artistic. Yeah. You know, and it was a business, right? What do they say to that? We always knew it. We knew you had it in you or you got lucky. Like, how do they feel about this being the path for Tori Wolf? I don't know. It's so strange because, like... I don't know even know how I view it at this mm. point. And so it's like always been like a part of like, you know, my life. I've never really looked at it as like a decision or like a a thing. It was just kind of like I'm doing all these things and then like realizing that some of them are getting picked up in ways that like I can really do more and more and more, you know? I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's just a part of me. No, no, no. Um, the you're like I need freedom, and I don't care how I get it. Oh, this is how I'm getting it. Awesome. I'm yeah. gonna continue doing this this way. Yeah. yeah. That's a, that's what it is, right? Yeah, and just keep just keep doing what I know that I like need to do. Yeah. You know? Because and it sounds I've I've, tell, I've told this to people, and it does sound really selfish. Because as an artist, I told you don't really have a choice. 
right. on doing it stuff. But they don't see that. They see you choose to be in the studio. They choose to lock yourself up. You choose. Like, yeah. look, if I did it, I would be a fucking mess. Right. Worse than this, right? Because you're already a fucking disaster. Yeah. But look, <laughs> I'm not saying you, but I'm just saying you're already a mess. They don't, they have no idea. Right. About how messy you are. Right. But now you're like, oh, you know what? This is the way that I need to do. Otherwise, I'm going to go nuts and yeah. this head of mine, right? Yeah. It's not it's even not like a logical, like, thought process just, like, doing it. You know what I mean? Like, this... I know I keep relating it to, like, human, like, bathroom stuff. I don't mean to, but it's similar. Like, if I... When I feel like I need to, like write a song or like something's like brewing like yeah. i have to just go and get it out it's not like i'm like i'm gonna write a song today you know it's like yeah. it's just like a, a release that needs to happen because it's time you know yeah, you're constipated with art <laughs> i'm with you for real you, you need to diarrhea the you know i am i'm with you i mean i can't take any i really can't take any credit for it though I, i'm just like um a thing that's like it's you're flowing through yeah it's not i i mean honestly it's yeah, not like i believe I'm, you i'm with you on this i'm one. not yeah. like you know this is mine or like what i did yeah and anytime i catch myself kind of speaking like that it's really i'm really frustrated with myself for that because i really don't think it has to do with me i mean i'm, I'm facilitating it you know what i mean but it's like it really is like a car it's like it's not like the car like i'm driving the car to get here but like without the car like you know like it like eventually i could have gotten here maybe i could have walked or whatever but i'm grateful for the car like i am the car in whatever the force is i'm just facilitating it yeah you know? i like that i like that perspective you got let me get to know tori with a little better okay give me your top five musical influences of all time hmm top five it's so hard to like put the list together Really should do that, like, whenever. You're going to, I don't know how many interviews you've had, but you're going to get asked this question the whole yeah, time. I just want to make sure I was the first one to ask yeah, you. Yeah, okay, So great. it's on record. But uh, get used to knowing your top five, because they're going to be like, oh, do you want to Top five, top five, top five. Okay, well, I love um, Radiohead. I love Tom Waits. I love uh, Cigarose. And I would say, like, big band music, like, influence has influenced me a lot like oldies like buddy mm. holly and like definitely like glenn miller type stuff like because in the big band music especially i learned to just feel music and not like relying on like words same and then like cigarro same thing this icelandic band where like they have this language like you know icelandic kind of mixed with english and i don't know or care mostly what they're saying it's just they're emoting you know it's like um a feeling yeah and I'm still feeling something, if not even more so, mm-hmm. from the passion that's coming through it. And that's why, like, like lyrically sometimes, it's like I don't really see a reason to say too much. I would like to just provide a platform for someone to feel and, like, dig in to themselves, you know? You're, you're, the way you do, you express your feelings in a way, like you're saying, it's not... Sometimes the lines are there, but the lines keep repeating themselves. But right. it's okay because, like, that's how I feel at this moment. Yeah, I don't need you to. I don't need a most deaf CD. Shout out to most deaf. <laughs> where it's just like most deaf, bro. There's so many words in this song. Like, yeah. I'm trying to process everything, but no, I'll go to Tori Worth when I'm emotionally. And I want to. I want to sit there with it, and I want to deal with the emotion. Yeah, right. And this is gonna help me do it because she feels that way. So let me find the track. Like yeah. that's the way I. After the first listen, the second listen was like, yo. Okay, let's dissect it. Right? Yeah, and that's the one I, I went back to. Like, oh, she's feeling this way. I can re- I can relate to that. So it was helpful for me to just keep it on repeat. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Let my body flow through the through the energy we're putting out. So look, I don't know. I don't know Tori Wolf, but the universe seems to have chosen you for whatever reason the universe has chosen you, right? The, the musical gods have smiled down upon Tori Wolf <laughs> and said, yo, premiere is this cat. Right, right. Yeah. But it's I, it's just the beginning for you. Like I can't imagine. Oh, what do you think? Where are you going next after premiere? I don't know. It's tough to say. Like, I really love this direction that I'm headed in with Zombie. Um, and I also simultaneously love, like, I've been writing for TV and film placements, which is something that I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. When, uh, since I was young, when I realized I started to watch, I started to watch, like, some avant-garde weirdy movies, like Stranger Than Paradise by Jim Jarmusch. And it's like, there's nothing happening. Like, they're just driving in Ohio, basically, in the snow. I'm mm. like, yes. Like, I would love to have this, like, anticlimactic or like crescendo type sounding music in the background that just adds to this feeling of like complacency or like two people like you know crying or dying or fucking you know what I mean like I would love to be a part of just that it doesn't have to be the forefront you know what I mean you you're also your songs lend themselves to be very uh kind of like a uh uh I don't want to say TV, but like I could see them like on like on like on movies or in, in yeah, videos. That's like, like my natural vibe is like yeah, cinematic, like yeah. sounding. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm I've been working with doing that, but also creating with Zombie a lot more and Preem still like in this like you know hip hop cross genre. It's like kind of like trip hop, I guess, but it's I don't know with Zombie's beats too. They're mm-hmm. like darker and mm-hmm. big. Yeah, and it's. Like, I've been just writing like crazy yeah. with him, you know? Yeah. yeah. And we have a live drummer, and so it's just been, like, insane. Like, the, like we drum together. Yes. And Zombie's up there, like, doing his thing, and it's just so fun, you know? It uh-huh. feels good. Wh- where would you like it to go, though? Have you thought about it that far? Like, where where is it, like, you ultimately want to end up? Mm. I don't know. It's funny. I never really, like, think about, like, the ending up thing. But I think right now what would be so cool is to take this um trio with zombie and valerie on the road and just just, you know because it's different what we're doing Mm -hmm. and it feels exciting to have something fresh and different that feels so organic and just like go bananas you know all over the place and then also simultaneously be like constantly writing for tv and film Uh good so that's what i'm doing i guess anyway yeah that's cool so you, but we'll uh-oh. just keep going. Oh, okay, good. Because you, you know, if you got it, then you got to keep going. <laughs> Top five, awesome, right? But I want to know your bottom five. Ooh, what's Tori Wish is like dirt? You don't get it. You don't understand it. Just like your, ugh, your bottom five. I know it's hard to believe, but like I don't dislike anything, which is ridiculous to say even to hear me say that. But like music is hard for me I'm not even when I listen to it ever I can't really just like listen to music and enjoy it I'm like dissecting it and like thinking about it. it's like I can't clock out you know so and you've decided that you don't dislike any music well at this point there's nothing really that I've heard like even stuff that like you would think would make me want to rip my eyes out or something I'm gonna send you some shit that people send me <laughs> and then you tell me whether it's bad I song just or not, know cause... I just understand that they're like they're like expressing themselves or something you know what i mean and like and it it we need like we need to feel like we disdain something maybe you're right maybe you're right Tor. And, and we're not all i'm saying is my perception is i hate people that pretend and it bugs me yeah 
pretending bugs me because it's such a weak thing to do. Yes. Right? And it's like, yo, I get it, bro. You want to fit in. You want to. But the fact that you all sound the same doesn't bother you. It's not like right. an issue. As an, because if we're talking about they're doing it from an artistic point of view. Yeah. The, the fact that they're just mimicking somebody else, that's as an artist, right. that should bother you at some yeah. point, right? No, I get that totally. But it's just like more than anything, it, it inspires me to stay more authentic not mm. for myself as much as to be an example of like how that person doesn't have to be such a charlatan you know like even thinking about women who are like injecting their faces like all over the place that you know that makes them feel good or it makes them look like more like something else that they saw that they like or whatever like i makes me feel more attracted and like in myself and others to just be like so much more raw and like not do that mm. it like you know in the sense that like i do i get i feel inspired by music what i'm saying is i feel inspired by music that yeah. i feel inspired by that the way that i would say because i'm an asshole i would be like <laughs> you're so whack you're inspired me to do better like so at some point like thank you little uzi vert whatever your name is you're thank because wow bro like that was so bad that <laughs> That it just makes me want to be better. Yeah, but not only for that. myself though. Like honestly, for humanity's for sake, just in general, I yeah. gotta counterbalance the wackness you've just put out, <laughs> and I gotta drop some shit. Cause wow, bro, like it's see, also like whatever they're going through too, which is like you never really know. Like you can like meet someone and they're just so mean to you one day, and you're like, mm. God, take it personally, or be like, God, I can't believe how awful you are. But it's like it's also just like a state that they're in too. So, I mean, I'd like to leave room and hope for myself too that like we all have those spaces where we're not like our best selves, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I, the one thing that really does like bother me so badly is when someone will just like write me off for maybe like something I said or did in a certain state that I was in when it's like, yeah, like, you know, we're yeah. like shape shifting through life. Like, I don't know where I'm at or where I'm going to be mm. at. Like, don't hold it against no, me, you know? I'm with you. I think you're giving them too much credit, but I'm with you. <laughs> but I'm with you. You, you want to see that, that you want to see that there's more there, something yeah. behind it. But I or can't at least imagine, potential. I can't imagine like Pitbull going like, "Yo, I had a, such an emotional day today." <laughs> like, "Yo, all right, I gotta write." You know, like it's like Pitbull. You're not really writing. It, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It just feels weird. But okay, I'm with that. Tori, let me ask you something uh, that I was wondering about, and I haven't asked. I usually think of something and then I'll, I'll counter it with a friend's opinion or perception. Because mine is always mine, right? So I heard on the news, and this is totally uh, left field, this lady uh, wanted to go blind. I met a psychologist on the online group that I was a part of. I started telling him that I wanted to go blind permanently. He told me to do the research to show that I was serious, and then he would help me. I put all my time and effort into researching how to go blind. I decided on drain cleaner because it was easy to get. I was really worried about the pain of the procedure, so I found numbing eye drops from an online pharmacy. I booked a train ticket to Chicago to visit the psychologist. The whole time I was in Chicago, I blind sound. I was 23 years old and I had waited all of my life for this chance. 
I took off the sleep shades, and that was the first and last time I saw the psychologist's face. I didn't even look in the mirror to say goodbye to myself. I didn't care. I wanted to be blind. He put numbing drops in my eyes, then he filled the rubber syringe with the drain cleaner and put two drops in each of my eyes. It was a screaming, violent pain. The drain cleaner had eaten through my eyelids and my eyes, and yet, with all the pain, all I could think was, yes, this is gonna work. I'm gonna be blind. My first thought is... Wait, when did that happen? Maybe like a year ago, not oh, that wow. long ago. Right? Okay. But I, I think there was something on the news that it, like, it was brought up again. It was a, like a political argument. Like, well, she voluntarily dis disabled herself. Why should we pay for it? Right. It's not like she was born blind or an accident. She did it herself. So right. should that be covered? That kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. To me, I was like, first I was like, that sucks. Second, that lady needs a hug immediately. Oh, sad. Right? Yeah. Okay. So to me, it was like, what, 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 what do you think first sight of that? Like, what, what do you, when you hear something like that, what do you think? Where's your, where's well, your it immediately, going? like, I, it immediately, like, triggered something. I mean, recently I was thinking about how, actually today, before this interview came up, uh -huh. ironically, yes, uh, I decided that I was going to do a 24-hour, like, vow of silence, you know? That would have been great for this interview. <laughs> oh my God, that would have been I know, fantastic. I decided to just put it on another day, you know what I mean? But today, I actually thought, okay, I'm going to block this day out. I'm gonna, just going to go silent. I'm just going to let people that are close to me know right before that, like, hey, you know, I'm taking this vow. Like, so don't be hurt or whatever. But, like, the thing about it is, like, not being able to, like, taking away your ability to do something that we do every single day is, like, such a perfect an amazing time to practice like um being grateful and also like realizing like how much we really depend on it and sometimes i do that you know like i'll like actually like three days ago i was sitting at a cafe and i closed my eyes and i was just like struggling so much thinking like wow like imagine if i couldn't if i was sitting here like and i can't see anybody like what are they looking at or what are they thinking and they must think i'm a weirdo that my eyes are closed or, like all these thoughts are like flooding through my mind and like fighting them off with a machete of like not just be here like who cares you know and then realizing like how grateful i am to see and look at every single thing because we have these like ridiculously amazing balls in our face you know where we can just like see all this stuff <laughs> it's bizarre 100 <laughs> percent. and then the fascination of how fast you process things to me oh I, i'm really like wow like it's so awesome that i can talk and not have to sit in a minute and be like okay this is the next word out of my mouth like it's just that's crazy it's insane. that really is crazy but but with her, so yeah, so I was thinking immediately, I was like, oh, like, I wonder if she was doing that, like, what she was doing that for. That's immediately what I'm thinking of. It's like, why'd she do it? She's going to tell you something, and that's not going to be why. You got to, you, you know what I'm saying? Because she'll, she'll be like, she'll give you a blank reason, but that's not there. Obviously, she, there's something there that she craves the pity and attention. Pity and attention. That, that she wasn't getting when she could see right and but she was so lonely i can only break it down or feeling to, so empowered too by doing it like because the other thing is now you got to deal with me blind right so like you're saying i'm gonna let everyone i know and love that i'm not gonna speak for a whole day right okay but tori you're, you're being kind of an asshole here because now we can't conversate right it's real selfish it's you very know controlling right so that's also a perspective of the her, right? Like, well, now you got to deal with me. Now you got to give me the attention I didn't get before. Right. That's terrifying that yeah. this one human felt so lonely and bad that she needed to do 
something that extreme, right? Yeah. So to me, I was just like, wow, I wonder how maybe I'm misconstruing the whole situation. I wonder, I truly wonder what her motive was. I mean, aside from the two things that I would think of is definitely the attention factor, but also the control fact, the control issues that she might have throughout her life. Because like to do that, it's like she's taking control over her own self, taking away her own ability. Like it's very controlling sounding Mm. to me, you know? See, different perspective. Yeah. I'm with that. I like that. Okay. Still fucked up. Like, though, she right? just called those shots right it's, it's there. It's still fucked up. Yeah. Though, right? Okay. All right. <laughs> we can agree it's still I pretty. I mean, you're saying that she's actually going as far. You're giving her credit to go as far as thinking that she's thinking of the other people. But I don't think that she's really thinking of other people. That's the point. That fact that she doesn't think like, hey, my, I don't, I, she can't be married. Right. right. I mean, please. If, if this chick is. <laughs> She cannot be. I don't know. True love is blind. So it's maybe she took it literally and was just like, <laughs> fuck it. No, uh, it's just, a, it just, I sit back and I'm sure you, right? Uh, the world is filled with so many different type of energies, right? That it, it is astounding and it makes belittling, right? Like it makes you, it makes me feel little to think of everything, right? Mm. But as an artist, you want to kind of, pers- uh, this is my perspective of everything. Yeah. So this is what Tori will feel and this is that stuff. But it is encompassing. Yeah. And sometimes it gets to be too much for me to think about that kind of responsibility of like, holy shit, like people are going to listen to this. Like, right. That's going to be tough. Yeah. How did you deal with knowing, hey, people are going to judge you. People are, are, and then now what they, now their expectations of your art. Right. How do you deal with the expectations? Even of some of the dopest stuff out there though is constantly getting like stomped on, you know? So yeah. It's like, it's definitely, you got to have some tough skin, you know what I mean? Like in, in life in general, but like one of like, I think confidence is a really important part. Also, um, it's funny that like the way you just brought that up is like making me connect to something in my life that I never really put together. Like you wonder like these certain like flaws that you might have that Mm -hmm. come up in relationships. And one of the biggest ones for me has been how I'm constantly like, I, like my lovers or people that I'm close with don't necessarily feel supported by me sometimes because they'll bring something up about somebody else. Like, oh, and she did this to me and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, what if, and I'm doing this this whole interview too. I just, I'm like, what if she was like this and that? And it's not like I agree or I'm defending that person or anyone else. I'm just, I just love to look at all perspectives as much as possible. Like that's for me, like the most exciting thing is to like look at every single side you know, and see it all instead of having like my opinion. I want to feel like everyone's. And they're coming to you for support. <clears throat> Your right. spouse or is going, y'all had a, such a tough day at work. This girl was being a bit, but then they'll say something like, it's kind of their fault. You're like, well, you did kind of. Right. But even if I don't agree with, even if I am like, yeah, like. You still have that. Other- can't believe her. I don't go that route because to me, I feel like there's a whole level of like not bringing all that energy into that one section and giving it life either like i want to like level it out with like all possibilities Mm. regardless of what may or may not be happening and that ends up being like a point of contention where with my writing though i realize that like i do the same thing where i'm like keeping it open like as like an open playing ground for everybody to feel whatever they're feeling not like telling someone how Mm. to feel or telling a story about like my person or that person or this person i'm more it's open you know at, again, I, I, we have the same brain, Tori. That's why we work. Okay, so let me give you an example of the exact same thing you just said. Right now. My mom tells me, uh, my friend blank blank is getting divorced. I'm like, oh, okay. 
I'm like, divorce? I've heard this before. I'm like, didn't she get divorced a couple years ago? Yeah. yeah, this is her sixth divorce. Sixth? And I'm like, whoa. And in my head, I'm thinking, whoa. And it processes in my head. <clears throat> and I'm like, so what's wrong with her? Right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, nothing's wrong with her. What's yeah. wrong with them? Yeah. How are they going to I'm a mom. What's the, what's the, what's the reoccurring factor right. in all of these relationships? Right. This is her sixth marriage. Yes, I get it. It might be them, the first, the first one and the third one. But the fourth, the fifth, the sixth. Right, like they're the variable. She's the common denominator, really. What is happening, right? My mama doesn't want to hear that. She wants me to be like, yeah, they're assholes. Oh, like poor thing. Yeah. Yeah. But in reality, it's like she's the only factor that's there every six marriages. Right. What is happening with this person? She needs to look at that. Yeah. They, They never do. Right. We don't. We don't ever go, yeah, it's me. Yeah. It's my fault. Let me right. reflect. I can be let better. Me, yeah, let me self-reflect on it's that. It's always, though, why is it there for? Yeah. Why, why are they leaving? How dare they? What? It's like, well, yeah. something's up with this person. See? Same totally. brain, Tori. Same yeah, brains. Man. I'm with it. <laughs> I got my high eyes on you with my feet on the ground. you dance with me, baby? Day. Dilated. Three words, she said them first. Said it's real till it hurts. Offer the doctor and nurse. She said, I love you to death. I said, I pay for the hearse. Ice pumped through my veins and the script was reversed. I revealed I was willing. Cold shoulder was chilling. Tripped on an emotion and failed hard, but I'm healing. Dealing with these flashbacks and I'm numb with no feeling. Four willing in this old school whip with no ceiling. Crazy, I'm gone. I get over this shit, you know what happens then. I stop giving a fuck, they want me back again. Departed to departed, fought to the end, right back where we started, to the one square, it takes two to make one pair, leaving me when I believe it is unfair, ain't no love lost, but ain't no love there, I turn around and walk away, cause I don't run scared, I've seen the last come first, I've seen the first last, last, last. fell in love with me first, oh. I've seen the last come first. I've seen the first last last. You fell in love with me first. Oh. So why are you running away? Oh. Why are you running away? Away. seen the worst dance trying to fast forward on a planet spin it backwards where darkness is the light where crying is the laughter where living isn't vital where death isn't promised where temporary's final where truth isn't honest trying to finish this shit i wish i never started where life is soft clay where lessons are the hardest the hardest
I've seen the last come first. I've seen the first last, last, last. Before we wrap up, we have a final segment of the show, something I like to call 12 Rounds. So the way it works is I'm going to ask you 12 questions, each more difficult than the last. If you answer all 12 questions honestly, you're the champion. You walk away with the Wake the Flock of Bells. How will you know if I'm being honest? I've got to trust you. Okay. But, but I, I'm pretty good at reading people. Right. If you cannot answer the question or you will not answer the question, you will be knocked out. It's a boxing match. Cool. I'm the champion. And you people usually have a hat on or something. Uh, you uh, we gotta get something from Tori Wolf. <laughs> I get those glasses that you walked in. With. <gasps> oh my goodness! Are you willing to play twelve rounds, Tori Wolf? Yeah, let's okay. go. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. <laughs> Round number one. Okay. What is your favorite part about your craft? Um, my favorite part about my craft is my ability to express myself. Round number two, what is your least favorite part about your craft? My least favorite part about my craft is my perishable body. <laughs> your perishable body? Yeah. Well, how does that get involved in your craft, though? Because it's like I'm only here with this body for a certain amount of time, and then like that's like the time limit I have on the like my specific medium right now. Only, only an artist with things like that. That's fantastic what you said. <laughs> Again, uh, like Edgar Allan Poe said, like, oh, I hate sleeping because it's such a waste of my time. It really is. And I hate the fact that my body requires it. I know. Because it. otherwise I wouldn't be working. Like it's I, such a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool that you think like that, though. I'm with that. Round number three, what is it? Uh, <clears throat> what are you most proud of for round number three? I'm most proud of my... Um, ability to forgive. Round number four. <clears throat> what are you least proud of? I'm least proud of my um, ability to control myself when I want to overindulge in things. Chocolate. Like food and sex and food and sex. <laughs> Do you feel you need to pull it? Do you need to reel it down? Like, you're like, is it like a serious situation? Like, you need to like, whoa, I need to tone this down. It's like, it's never like, just chill, you yeah, know? Yeah. It's like... One extreme it. to another? Is Tori Wolf laughing? Very extreme. Wait, oh, what was the question? Are you extreme from one to... It's not a run. I'm what just What was the number three question, though, that we started with? What are you now? most proud of? What are you least proud of? My, I'm least proud your of how extreme... Your ability to contain yourself. Like, yeah, the okay. self-control. Mm, Here we go. Your self-control. Uh, what is it? Round number five. If you could collaborate with anyone dead or alive who would it be wow i would i would collaborate with tom york i would say mm. what do you think what do you what would you like to what do, would we do to make create i'd want to sing together i wouldn't even care if it was like acapella or like on a guitar like i feel like he embodies that same vibe where like it's stylist vocals it's not like we're like really good at you know trained or whatever it's more like some people love it some people hate it some people would say it's amazing some people say it sounds like a dead rat you know mm -hmm. sure love that sure dead rats uh <laughs> round number six what is your biggest fear my biggest fear six? my biggest fear is um 
my perishable body. I have to go back to it. Mm. Honestly, mm -hmm. it scares me. Mm. I feel kind of like really grateful for it, but simultaneously like disconnected from it in the sense that like it feels like this like thing that I really need to like maintain and take care of so that I can be here. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I always thought about it as a secondary kind of. Uh, most people are as the primary, like protect it at all costs, mm -hmm. right? Make it look good at all costs, right. whatever at all costs. To me, it's like yo, it sucks. First of all, that to have one, like it just. It's such a nuisance almost like, oh, yeah, you got to eat. Oh, yeah, yeah. you got to sleep. Like, uh -huh. I get it. Like, there's so many other stuff in, like, I want to experience that I, I, I'm 100% with you. It's just almost burdensome Yeah. to have a body. Which yeah, it's intense. Weird, right? Yeah. Uh, but I also tattoo it, and I do a lot of weird shit to it, which yeah. I'm kind of cool with. Me too. To make me feel like, okay, fuck, finally, there's some a purpose for the body. At least right. it carries tattoos around or something. Yeah. But that's just me. Okay. Like a canvas, you know? It's cool. Someone told me, uh, you're a Christian, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we have a discussion. And they're like, well, why are you tattooing your body? You know, your body's your temple. You shouldn't do that. Yeah. And I, and I oh, you're going to be so proud. <laughs> I said, oh, yeah? Well, name one religious temple that doesn't have designs on the walls or, par or you know, like gra graphics or designs or, or pictures. So like, true, huh? Name one. Uh, uh, thank you. Thank Appreciate you. It. Mom. <laughs> Mom, you know nothing. <clears throat> Round number Mom. Mom. <laughs> Jesus, Grandma. <laughs> Round number seven. Who would you take a bullet for, Tori Wolf? Whoa. I would take a bullet for a lot of people. Name one. My, I would take a bullet for my family, like my mom, my dad, or my brother, big time. Mm. And I would take a bullet for my best friend, Amanda, and Kelly. Mm-hmm. The mother of my dog. Mm. You know. Okay. Cool. So many people, honestly. Sure. That's good. That's good. Round number eight. Who would you let that bullet hit? Ooh. Now, I'm not saying Tori Wolf shoot someone. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there's a bullet flying through this. You're just not going to. Would I know, let the bullet you're hit? You're just not going to, you know, sweat it. You know. Who That's would you be comfortable with that bullet? Just hitting me? Tough. Probably our president. <laughs> you know. We are a pro-Trump uh, podcast. So really? I hope you know that, yeah. We're all <gasps> extremely right-wing, obviously. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, I did want to create my own political body, though, my own political party. I was going to call it the alt-middle, where we're just really into our own fucking business. Nice. Like, we really mind, just, we're just really into minding our own fucking business. And then, <laughs> yeah, so you're more than welcome to join. Cool, I'm okay. down. Uh, round number eight, so you would, Trump, okay. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll leave it at that. Round number nine. Who would you never work with, Tori Wolf? Ever work with? Um, that's really tough for me to answer because I, I, I don't know that I would say never. Uh, I remember being young and feeling like anyone, anyone who's made comments like that are anti, like, like, ra like super racist or like really anti like gay or like anything like that like that really that would be really hard for me even if they were a great artist it would yes. bother you uh yeah absolutely i couldn't do it yeah it's like if you found out that mick mike uh, uh mick jagger was like a complete like racist right yeah it would really bother you like oh, but it's mick jagger though like i kind of want i would definitely meet them and like feel it yeah. i wouldn't be like never talking to that person but like for example i heard snoop said something like a comment about two girls having a baby that was like really negative and something like something 
that it should not be happening or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I didn't hear him say that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all hearsay. And I would definitely be open to, like, meeting him. And, like, I think it would actually be really cool to meet someone who has that point of view with me, my lifestyle. I think that, like, that's what we're here for is, like, maybe we could connect and you could see it differently. I would hope, you know? Two schools of thought that I have on that. Because I do the interviews. I want to bring someone like that. Find out what's going on. How do they perceive it on stuff? But I don't want to give them the airtime to do it if they are that negative of a person. If they right. are that bad of a human being, you can't. Yeah. That so that's the second thing. It's like you then you're justifying it and you're making it almost okay. Right. Not you, but the fact that you're okay, it it's something that's worth discussing. Yeah. That's the other thought. That that's I have the thing, is like I feel open to I mean, it's those people in those spaces that need the most attention just because I do have faith that I would be able to connect with Snoop, you know? I do. Mm. I feel like we would vibe. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like that would be more eye-opening to him in the way that he said that. And maybe, like, he wasn't – he's not living that life and doesn't understand it. So, like, you know, I mean, there's a lot more compassion happening when you experience those types of things, you know? Mm. Like, I remember seeing an interview when I was super young. Lauren Hill said something, like, really racist about a white person and how she – or something in relating to her child and like something really threatening sounding and I was like dang like she's got so much anger about it and I understand that but it almost feels like you know I'm like this like innocent little like person that I don't even I'm like so uneducated at that moment where I was like oh she has so much like hate I wonder why you know and it's like like I want I'm curious more about like being closer to those people who say such hateful things because I, my mind doesn't work like that. So it would be nice to connect and see, like, what would come of it. You know what I mean? So I can't say, like, I would never work with someone necessarily. So then you don't have an answer. Um. <laughs> Is that what you're telling me? You're dazed and confused right now. I, never. I hit you with an uppercut and you're like, oh. Who would I never work with? Ever work with. I'll never do this show again. I'll tell you that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would never work with Harvey Weinstein you would never work with (laughs) okay I'm with you I'm with you and I want to ask you something Tori but I don't want to throw the 12 rounds off but I need to know because I don't know if I'll get another female perspective on this this is a secret question yes okay okay we're taking a time out I need your perspective because I said if we do have the same brain I want to see if you end up (laughs) with the same ending that I do or feel the same way this is what I'm feeling years it happened right he touched or exposed, whatever, sexualized females right. for years and years and years. Okay, I get it. But there were, that means there's, there's, a, there's a plethora of females that knew this was happening. Mm. Actresses that were okay with some level at whatever, blowing this guy to get the part. Right. And now that it comes out that he is a, you know, he's, that's what he does. Now they have two choices. Either one, they are a victim and it happened to them and it is that. Or second, they were okay with it. Right. And they let it happen. And then they, some of them took money to not speak about it. Yeah. Therefore, kind of gave it the okay, right? hmm Do we, is there any blame at all on these females that took the money, said yes, performed the act, and they made a movie, and they made another movie? Yeah. Because there was instances that they're like, oh, yeah, it happened four times. You came back three times yeah. after the first time. You were fine with it at some level. Right. Now, I know what you're saying. I know what you're thinking. You're victim blaming, but I I want to say these are adults. Yeah, these are adults. Right, they should have spoke out if they truly felt one way or the other. Yeah, I think that's an entirely separate issue. Like it doesn't lessen his offense. 
I do just believe that like that's a whole a whole nother thing where like that's their choice and their morals and and I do it's like you can't really like blame one or the other you know like yes I understand that maybe they kept it repressed because they were afraid and now that it's coming up maybe girls boys whoever it'll be less likely to keep that in because maybe they don't they'll feel more empowered like oh we don't have to do this you know and like for next time they won't have to make that repeated decision that this person may have all the same they still made that decision though so you know what I mean like I'm not like oh well she did this and like he did that and it's like because she did that because he did that it's like it's just they're all separate issues and I do feel like this had to surface for it to evolve into people feeling more empowered to just like not feeling like pressured to do something mm. you know mm -hmm. but yeah i mean personally i don't agree with like taking the money and being quiet type of thing no okay we'll give it back now right like that one chick has to give it back oh well come on i'm like why not you <laughs> sign an agreement and so where's the ten thousand dollars back right right or, or am i being too harsh i don't know it's just so tough like it's so tough <laughs> to say because look that was the stereotype oh you producer you have sex with them. He puts in a movie. Let's, everyone knew Hollywood, but it just turns out that this guy was like the guy, like where it started. Like right. He was the dude that was doing it. Supposedly, you know, I mean, that's yeah. just what we've seen. That's the one thing that is really sad to me is that it's so much in the media. Like this is happening constantly mm. all over the place. Mm -hmm. And n no one is necessarily like knowing about these other situations sure. that are far worse i would say i mean it's not about worse or better or whatever but some really nasty stuff you know and like you know it's like someone working at mm -hmm. like a target or something so they don't feel like they have any grounds like who's gonna read their tweet you know yeah so it, it, it's empower empowering a lot of other women a lot of the people yeah it happened i get it it's, it's a great thing that it came out i just think like yo we need to we need to we need to stop it you can't just you can't misdiagnose right all issues or all yeah. causes of the problem they're all important i think it's important too that those women who did take money and sign things are exposed as well because it is showing an example of what like some people who have done that and feel really bad about themselves mm -hmm. And they could see that they're not alone in that, you know, they made the wrong choice. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. It's just like... But it's important to point it's out. It's just raising awareness on all... I'm with you. Yeah. You know? I'm with you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so we see another perspective. I'm with it. What was what, what round are we on? <clears throat> round number, who would you never work with? So you said, just anyone racist, you just wouldn't work with anybody. <laughs> that you perceive as racist. It's like haters are tough, you know, but... Yeah. Who would I never work with? Oh, yeah, Weinstein. Weinstein. You, oh, that's right. You, okay. Respectable. <laughs> round number 10. Last three. Uh, round number 10. Do you believe in God, Tori Wolf? I do believe in God. Uh, however, my definition of she God. She is. My God, yeah, my, my, God, my God is not necessarily yeah. like. And that's not what you're asking. Yeah, I believe in God. What does that mean for Tori Wolf? There's, there, there is a bad question. Because I want to know your perception of God. God feels like a word that we use to encompass like this force and this energy. To me, it feels like we are God. It's hard to explain we for me. together or we as... Everything is God to me. You know, but not God isn't everything, but everything is God. Like that's the way that my mind works with it. Like for example, like tequila and mezcal, like all... All tequila is mezcal, but not all mezcal is tequila. Mm. It's like confusing 
but it's it makes sense once you really like get to know it it's like based on like it feels like a Ugh, it's so it's so hard for me to explain into words. No, I'm I'm with you on this because I also think God created all created the universe. That's the theory. Okay, so God created evil, or evil is part of God. God has that dark side in order for Him to create that, right? So what I tell people is like, <clears throat> you can't be like all sins equate the same because that doesn't make sense. That's illogical to be like stealing something is the same as shooting that person. In God's book. Yeah. And that God is insane. Then that God is out of his mind. The, the, the guy should not be God if everything is equal. The God that I know is just. So in this circumstance, you killed this person because he was about to kill you. Okay. In this circumstance, you just killed him because you wanted his shoes. You're an asshole. You're not an asshole. That's my God, right? It's like, you, you know, that kind of separates us. Right. But it, it, everything, I'm with you. God encompasses everything, but not everything is of God. Yeah, like I don't feel that God is like a being. That's not how I view it really. It's kind of like a just all a force and energy. Yeah, it's an energy that's like recycling, you know, like we could have different energies in our bodies that some people would call like our soul or something. Like to me it's like a deep like really deep level of understanding where a lot of like religions and different like views seem like different levels of language, like how articulate or how profound you're actually speaking, where it's like, like God for dummies. It's very easy. Like in my mind, you know, and I don't mean to offend anybody in the way that they believe, but just the way that I see it, it's like similar when you, when you have a ritual and you have like specific things that you do and you have like your rules in your mind, like go to church on this day and this and that and indoctrination, right? Like I, uh, that feels not as I don't know like I don't feel like I need to do these specific things to be for my faith like my faith Mm. is strong and Mm -hmm. it's not measured by like the ritual necessarily unless I have my own which like I'm giving power to that it's not established for me yeah I found how to praise I found how to pray right I tell people all the time if you're looking for God religion is a terrible place to start right because you're not going to get God you get yeah you get traditions and you get ideas of human beings and yeah. you, you don't get God in, in religion. It's like all of these ways that can facilitate you to finding yourself, to finding God, <laughs> to like find your way back to mm-hmm. the God within you, you know, mm. which like it's similar, like church, you know, like is another vessel, but it's not the same for everybody, you know, in the same way that like you might not listen to a specific type of music and like it. But it is one way that somebody can get somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's not like maybe it's just not your vibe, you know, but it's not about that vessel necessarily. It's like, how are we getting there? You know, like getting closer to God. I don't um, I don't see any wrong or right with any of it. It's like but I, and I do understand when people get super high on their way and they're like, no, it's this, it's this. And it's like, of course, it's that for you. You know what I mean? Like, and that's great. My problem is when you have a problem with that it's not, that your way is not my way. Right. When you start having issues with me about it, that's when things get complicated. Yeah. And there's war. They're just high, you know? It's mm. similar to like, I don't know if you've ever done drugs or never. anything, but never, never, not once? Not once. Mm. Not aspirin, no baby, nothing. Is that true? That is true. Wow. No, it's completely oh. lie. Absolutely. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> really? Um, I like, can tell I'm in peak physical condition, <laughs> so I don't I don't dirty my temple yeah. like that, okay? Well, you know when you're like, I mean, yeah. if you're like ever high and you're like so pumped and it's like you want to like tell everybody about like how this feeling you're feeling until like you want them to try it. Blah, 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 Depends blah, blah, what I'm high on. 
I know. Well, that's true. Because a lot of times, I don't want any, 99% of the time, I, don't, I would like it if no one knew that I was high. Right. That's my goal. Yeah. My goal in life is <laughs> yeah. for, for no one else to know that I'm high, yeah. high as a kite right now. Yeah. That would be awesome. But that also, well, there's. But you find a drug so good that you're like, yo, you're like, yo you, you got to try this. this. You got to right try here. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. But also this concept of when a full bottle is shaken, it never makes a sound. And like, to me, that's really exciting because it's true. If you're like half empty and you shake that bottle, you hear the water swishing around. It's like a noisy person. You know what I mean? It's like mm. become full and you shake and shake and shake. You could shake the shit out of that bottle and you won't hear a thing holy shit Tory Wolf <laughs> holy shit you know? I'm with you on this one I like that that's deep uh, round 11 last two you're doing pretty good <laughs> round 11 what is your biggest insecurity for round 11 biggest insecurity my biggest insecurity so tough to say Mm -hmm. probably my body like not my actual body but like where i fall in line with gender because it's different all the time like depending on where i'm at to be gender or your preference no my gender your gender fluid gender fluid for sure but (laughs) that is tough in a world where like there's still a lot of extremes. I mean, um, obviously, I would say it's probably why I live here mm-hmm. because it is a lot more comfortable for me to be here. Like, I'm not being stared at or, you know, but there is an insecurity that come and attacks me internally when I'm in a different place. And, like, going back to beliefs and different views, like, you don't know what someone's thinking or feeling. And I do feel uncomfortable sometimes in certain situations based on my appearance you know oh yeah sure yeah i, I, I mean yes 100 <laughs> percent. you know especially being in, in hip-hop well now that you're thrown into the hip-hop world yeah your appearance is not that of it's the hip-hop tough. person and yeah. my, neither is mine so people are looking at you like but yeah bro i'm fucking hip-hop as shit bro yeah. you have no fucking idea yeah. you know who you're talking to <laughs> but I, you know, so it's hard to like uh you everyone around you expects you to react a certain way or be a certain way. Yeah. It's not kind of how, that's not how I feel today, bro. Right. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel good about the time that I'm living and I feel like, I feel like we're like the stretch mark generation, you know, like, wait, what does that mean? Like, you know, like when someone like loses a lot of weight and there's like stretch marks on their skin, you need some like serious vitamin A because there's like so much change happening. It's tearing up. You, you know? had me at the other analogy you had. This one's kind of throwing me up. <laughs> like you have me at the god and body and world there's but so much change happening yeah. and we're in it yeah. like we are experiencing that right now like so strongly that like you're going from like i'm experiencing like my parents saying he and she so much and what like he should do because he's a man and what she should do because she's a woman yeah. to right now like someone being like fuck you like how dare you say that so drastic like you watching these mm. generations still living with each other such a change yeah. you know iPhone, like technology, everything. It's like such our way of life now. We're in a transitional generation, right? So, so intense. Mm-hmm. Like so intense. It's not, it's not as gradual, mm-hmm. you know. Where oh, definitely. And and, and the cat, you could say like World War Two was the catalyst for that generation to like change. 
We didn't get we didn't get one of those. We still get we now it's like politically and religious and sexual. Yeah. It's more inner instead of like a societal change. Right. Everything's like surfacing. <clears throat> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's absolutely. what I mean by the stretch mark things. Like stretch marks come when like fast, rapid change happens, yeah. you know, and you're like, yeah. it's not gradual, you know? Uh-huh. Like think about we were like little babies and now we're like full grown <laughs> people. Like sure. my hands look like nice, you know, I like these hands. Mm-hmm. There's no like marks on them like I was a baby yesterday or anything. It was like this gradual thing over these years where right now there's so much happening where like I go from being uncomfortable in the girl's bathroom because you're going to be more uncomfortable in the guy's bathroom I'm uncomfortable in Trust both me. you know yeah it's so, just nicer in a chick's bath. Look, if I'm oh, a yeah. girl, why it's would I want to use the cleaner one? It's, it's a just lot use the nicer one. What are you doing? Like, fight for the right to pee in a bath? No, you don't want to pee here. But Trust it goes me. back to thinking, like, what's the reason, really? Is it because of sexual orientation that we don't have? Like, why is a man not allowed to be in a woman's bathroom initially? Look, I'm with you, but this is my argument, okay? My argument is we need to stop assigning things or feelings to things that don't require feelings. You have a biological need to use the restroom. Are you biologically a female or a male? Okay, well, I'm a female. We've, we've designed these bathrooms for you. Larger stalls. They, you know, these are especially for guys. We have urinals. Right. Because biologically, this is the need that you have right now. Yeah. Don't attach emotions to it. Like, I feel like a girl, so I need. Yeah. No, 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 no. What's your biologically need? What, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, I think we're attaching feelings to too many things. I know. I agree. But the real thing is, is like, it's like a toilet and a urinal is all we need. Yeah. So we could just have a room full of those and then get rid of the thing where people are like thinking about it or uncomfortable. Like, oh my God. You know, there's like a line and they're singles. Like oftentimes it's like a man's like single room and then a girl's single room in certain places. And it's like a girl will like wait for so long when the man's bathroom is open. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's like her, there's some society thing that's happening in your body where you're like, I can't go in there. It's the men's room, you know, and it's just a toilet, <laughs> you know, but like I feel like I'm more concerned with whatever anyone else is thinking based on like knowing that I'm like different looking than what they're expecting. I get stirred a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and like it doesn't bother me. The part that makes me insecure or uncomfortable is that I'm going to have to deal with the aftermath of them being like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, and me being like, don't worry about it. You know, happens all the time. Yeah. Or like, <clears throat> you know, ooh, I just don't even want to talk the about it. The awkwardness of human beings. Yeah, yeah. so I yeah. think that's what it is. We are fascinating creatures, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. At the very least, you can't say human beings aren't fascinating. Yeah. Because we're just so fucking weird mm-hmm. to where we can have like Neil deGrasse Tyson walk around the same earth that little <laughs> Uzi whatever, you know, and it's just like, wow, yeah. bro. Like, we're so, it's, it's amazing. It's just, it's just astonishing creatures. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Tori, Worth for sitting with us. Yeah, I appreciate thank your time. You. Uh, tell me, uh, uh, do you say you have a new project coming out, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I'm releasing a new single on February 8th Yeah. with Preem. Mm-hmm. Uh, really excited about that. Yeah. It's called Silent Crow. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've been working on a lot of new stuff. So So we'll look out for that for Tori Wolf. Last and final round. Okay. Round 12. Tori Wolf. Why? 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 Why my name? Why? 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 Tori Wolf, why? Mm. To make people feel something. That's it. It's respectable. I'm with it. You with it? (laughs) 
You're the champion, Tori Wolf. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Crowd goes wild. <laughs> Tori Wolf. <laughs> You're a fascinating creature, Tori Wolf. I wish you the best. Thank you. You too. I hope that uh, the business doesn't chew you up and spit you back out like so many of these acts we've seen. <laughs> <laughs> no. You you have a bright future. You're very talented. Um, keep digging. I like Thanks. I like this so far. I like the first six feet. Yes. Got to keep digging. I think there's more Dig. in there that we got to see. Push out of the pine. And get the right shovels, get your premieres, get your blanks, and just dig, 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 and expose the core to all of us. Cool. Tori Thanks. Wolf, thank you for coming through. Thank anything you else? So anything much. you want to leave us with? No, I think that's it. You know? I've talked enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, for Tori Wolf, for the Hyphenate, for the Pentagon LA, for Armin, for real, true hip hop everywhere, this is Concept 714 asking you, demanding that you help us wake the flock up. Yes. Peace. Hey, I know you want me. You know I want you. I know you want me. You know I want you. <laughs> <laughs> You are now tuned into the Wake the Flock Up Network.